folks, welcome to a brand new episode of the Thomas Takeover postgame show. We are live here at Studio D in Cheek to Vegas. I'm your host, General. We got Ryan Thomas and DJ Supreme in the building tonight. Show sponsor, the Miami Dolphins and Picasso's <laughs> Pizza, the best pizza in Western New York. Guys, the Bills lost today. They lost. 13 they to 6. Yep. They fall to 10 and 6. But we knew before the day, it didn't matter. We're the five seed. We're heading to Houston. And the New York Jets ruined their draft pick. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And what a great feeling it is as a Buffalo Bills fan to actually go into this game knowing that they'd already made the playoffs. We could breathe easy. Be like, okay, we'll just we'll just take this one in. Appreciate it for what it is. We made the playoffs. We beat Pittsburgh. We clinched our playoff berth. And we'll just see our backups play these next four quarters as we close out the season. Ultimately, it was a preseason football game today. We're playing a bunch of non-starters, getting the rust off of them in case we need them for the playoffs. Um, looks like we're heading to Houston. And we, you know, nobody, I, I mean, we, we did have some injuries, but we kept it to a minimum. And that's all we could ask for today in a sloppy game out in Orchard Park. Yeah, when it comes to injuries, though, you got, uh, what, Ty Nasecki and Levi Wallace in walking boots. I mean, Levi Wallace, a play he wasn't even touched. Right. He had the interception, and you could tell his ankle kind of, right. luckily it didn't snap. It looks like it could be a sprain, a but roll, still. Yeah. You know, we've been making fun of Levi Wallace all year, but still, it's not a good injury when your, cor- or when your nickel corner goes down. And so right. he's in a boot. Nasaki's in a boot when he's been injured the past, what, three, four weeks at least. Yep. He's Finally been coming back. back. He's been getting healthy. Yeah. He's hurt again. He's in a boot. So unfortunate. But it looks like, uh, from what I've heard over Twitter the past hour, uh, Taron Johnson, Cody Ford, they're fine. They should play next week. That's big. Yeah, I mean, Cody Ford, I, I saw him out there a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I thought to myself, why Why is he? I, I, was getting, I was getting nervous, DJ Supreme. I was getting nervous. I'm like, why is this guy out there? Why is this? And really, I mean, you got to roll with some of your guys, some of the starters right. that, that you have at certain positions. But, um, I mean, there were some injuries today, but it, it didn't get too bad. Obviously, Josh Allen is still healthy, and I think that's the most important thing. Well, certainly. And uh, with Cody Ford, it looked like he had a little bit of like a stinger. Right. He was he was showing it to the trainer as he was walking off, at least from what I saw on the broadcast, where it looked like yep. looked like he had a stinger right in the middle of his upper back. Yeah. So as far as Cody Ford, I mean, very glad to see him back out there. For sure. Um, you know, with him going down, and we didn't know how severe it might be. But yeah, Levi Wallace, I know I've been on him. Levi, get well soon. We want you back in the lineup. Same yep. thing with Ty Nasecki. So you know, I, I, overall though. The Buffalo Bills, I mean, let's find some wood, boys. Find it. Right, find right. It. Well, we got find plenty of it in this yeah. basement. But <laughs> as far as the Bills, I mean, we've been blessed. This is the healthiest Bills team I oh, can remember I, I, in yeah. forever. Oh, yeah. yeah when you, when you go agree. from a week-to-week injury report perspective, they've been mainly healthy all year, which has been great. And today, the Texans played. They sat out a bunch of people. Um, but it looks like one of the key people in their secondary cornerback, Jonathan Joseph, wow, left today's big, game. That's a big with a hamstring injury. Wow, wow. that is that is, and big. that's somewhere where he could be out next week, and that's a big time factor heading into next week. And, and he's a vet too; he's been around a long time. Uh, so, so that is big. And I mentioned it last week. You know, I, I watched that 
uh, Houston Texans Tampa Bay Buccaneers game last week, and Deshaun Watson, his, his foot was was not well. He was clutching his foot after almost every play, and I mean, I know he set out uh, this game as well this week. Uh, AJ McCarron of of old Buffalo fame yep. got <laughs> the uh, got the uh, start for the Texans, so that'll be something to keep our eye on. Jonathan Joseph, that's a that's a loss to that secondary for sure if he's out long. Yeah, and the Texans, I mean, they've been banged up in terms of Deshaun Watson, JJ Watt. Uh, why? Why is the name escaping me? Will Fuller. Will Fuller yeah. on the outside. Yes, those three guys have been in and out. I mean, even though they might be active and they might be starting, they're not a hundred percent in the wild card yeah. game. They're not a hundred percent, and mm-hmm. there's no telling with an aggressive Bills defense how long it might take for them to potentially re-aggravate something like that. You never wish injuries on anyone, but I mean, I'll settle for those three guys not being at 100% for a big, big game like this. 100%. And something that's got to be brought up real quick. I know this is a Buffalo Bills post-game show, (laughs) but guys, I mean, we're watching the games today, and my eyes were mainly glued on Foxborough. Of course. In a game where (laughs) the Dolphins were 16, 17, 18-point underdogs. I don't care what you had it at if you had Patriots money line to keep you in a parlay. Sorry, tucked. Um, But the Miami Dolphins on week 17 went into Foxborough and took down the Patriots. It is one of the biggest upsets in years. And it wasn't a game where, you know, for the Bills today against the Jets – we didn't have to win today. We didn't give a shit. We're benching everyone. This is a game where New England at home needed to win to have home field, which is crucial for that team right now with the way they've been playing the past few weeks. And people are hating on them, doubting on them, and now it's even a more reason to doubt in this team. They lost at home to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins 27-24. And Ryan... Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> does it again. Are you kidding uh, me? Oh, uh, oh, if it's magic, you know. And that's what it was today. And that's what it, it was, was again. <laughs> it was. It was true Fitzmagic. I I love that man. I really do. As we've talked about him before in previous matchups where Buffalo's playing against Miami, it is so hard not to like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He rolled into Foxborough, defied all logic and all expectations. And I watched, I didn't watch the game, you know, snap by snap, but I watched the highlights. The Miami Dolphins prepared X's and O's against the Patriots. They're playing to win. Yes. Bell to bell. It's blow amazing. Blow for blow. It was a great, great effort by a young coaching staff. They haven't the given up football. all season. They have not. Every and, game. And it's a credit to Brian Flores, B-Flow, the, you know, a little bit green as a head coach, but man, those guys are playing hard for him down there. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is unlike many former Buffalo Bills that we love to hate on and who might have trashed us on the way out. I always want to see him win at least in 14 out of 16 games out of the year. I mean, he's so exciting to watch, and he pulls stuff like this out of his ass. Yep. Today, when the Patriots had everything to play for today. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, they were It was a crucial game game. for them. Yeah. It was not a a Week 17 throwaway like we had in Orchard Park. Yep. So, I mean, much credit to, as you said, Brian Flores. I thought he's done a phenomenal job. This is a Dolphins team that people were talking about like they were a a Power 5 college team at the beginning of the year talking about they might not win a game. Now, Week 17, they're taking the bye week away from the Patriots. And, I mean, this is back-to-back years where they've dealt big losses to the Pats. And unlike last year, I do not believe that this will be the start of their championship DVD. 
I just don't see the Pats getting it done with their offense this year. No, and all the Patriots fans that, you know, you act like you don't wake up until week 15 or week 16 or week 17, <laughs> or you don't wake up till the divisional round of the playoffs. Well, how the F does it feel? You have a wild card game this Sunday, most likely. Realistically, it's going to be Bills at Texans on Saturday, and you're going to have your time primetime on Sunday. Right. But how does it feel? You lost home field advantage at home to the Miami Dolphins. It just made me feel so good. That was the game I was watching today at Rec Room. Another great crowd today. Awesome time. But like I said, it was just such a great feeling to see them lose at home to Miami because that's a game where – we were. I was nervous at halftime when we were oh, home to the, sure. when we were home to the yeah. Dolphins. I looked at my brother and we were down. I think it was fourteen six at halftime or something like that. And I'm like, I'm like, we could lose this game. Oh yeah, and we it's had, magic. We, we, right. had, we had to come back, and then Trey White had that huge interception to start the second he did. half. Oh, they do right, which yep. changed the, or turned the tides in that game. But it's just crazy that Tom Brady at home lost for a home field game in the playoffs. The Patriots. They're not getting the Super Bowl this year. No, I'm sorry. No, and all they those are Patriots not fans, getting the Super Bowl. Those Patriots fans who sleep through the season, man, they wishing they didn't get out of bed now. No. Right. So they what, sh- what do they got to do then? They got to beat Tennessee. They got to beat, is that Buffalo? And then beat Baltimore? I, I, I can't. I can't. And, and it's, it's never happened before. No. Like they've showed, you know, metrics and, and stats of Bill Belichick's illustrious coaching career, as they always call it, and rightfully so. They showed that there's been three times where they haven't had that top seed. They haven't made the Super Bowl in, in, in all three instances. In all three instances, they, they have not made it. So, I mean, that is pretty awesome. And another thing about the Dolphins, I look at the win-loss record after today. They're 5-11. and 11. Miami lost at least three or four really close games, yeah. two of which to Buffalo. They they could have been close to seven and nine, eight and eight yeah. if some of those you know bounces went their way. Yep. You know, right. so, and, and think of all the people they traded. They traded the everyone the that had they talent. They got rid of everyone. Oh, they, they, the purge. they were the purge. Yeah. They purged everybody. Yeah. yeah, it was unbelievable. And I mean, the, the big X factor to me on that team is Devontae Parker. He was lined up on Stephon Gilmore. And for all the love that Gilmore has had as being a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, Devontae Parker it roasted him a couple times. And Fitz found, yeah. him, found him right in the numbers. It was yep. beautiful. Late in the game, too. I mean, I mean right. we, were, we were talking Clutch about moments. it at Rec Room where he, he turned around, the ball was perfectly placed. And Devontae Parker, he's he's got the length that the Bills are desperately needing at the wideout spot. He has the talent. He has the speed. Yep. He knows his routes, but he has the vertical advantage to right. go up and get balls like that where a guy like Cole Beasley, John Brown, they don't. So that's right. I think that that's, that's definitely a wish list item uh, for the offseason heading into next year. And a final stat I had to throw out today in that game, Fitz completely outplayed Tom Brady. Fitz went in there 28 of 41 for 320 and a touchdown. Tom Brady 16 of 29 for 221 and two touchdowns and a pick six. That pick six was oh, the wow. was was awful. 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 He was throwing the ball to Julian Edelman per usual, big shocker. Oh. And Julian Edelman, he had no idea the ball was being thrown to him. No. There was complete Miscommunication. miscommunication, complete uh, yeah. dysfunction in that offense, and I love to see it. It's I love to see. It. Like we said, it's incredible <laughs> to see. And what happened though today? Kansas City, they got the job done. They did. They yep. beat the Chargers at home, thirty-one twenty-one. So now they jump the Pats, turn into the two seed, have a bye week. Andy Reid and that offense and defense—that's scary. Oh wow! With them having a bye now. Yeah. Andy oh, Reid as a coach with a bye now. Whoever has to face them in the division round, that's gonna be a tough matchup. 
and the Patriots follow the three seed, so it's probably realistically going to be Patriots-Titans. So Tennessee and that running game heads into New England, and we're going yeah. to Houston. Plus Mike Vrabel. Right. Yes. You know, very familiar yep. with the Patriot yep. way. I love that. And, and, I love and, that. But, Al, just yeah. to, to your point, you said that if the Patriots were to beat the Titans, hypothetically, yeah. and we beat the Texans, that they, they would end up playing the Kansas City Chiefs in the two seed, and then we would play Baltimore in the one. So it's Pats at KC, Bills, Bills at Ravens, at Ravens if, that if that's the scenario. Cause I, and and wow. the only place we would see the Pats now with them falling to the three, I believe, would be in the AFC Championship if wow. we were to both reach that spot. And <laughs> imagine that. You know what's crazy, too, is like the Titans. You look at the Titans, and yeah, they might be the low seed in the AFC playoff picture, but they're a completely different team than what they were when Buffalo yes. played them. Ryan what? Tannehill has been on fire yep. for the Tennessee Titans, and their defense is, is tough, and they're stingy. Derrick Henry is a battering ram of a running back. If there's one running back that could kind of ice Tom Brady, it's a big running back like Derrick Henry that could chew up the Patriots' defense. Who knows if that'll happen, but I, I hope it does. <laughs> oh, yeah, Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry, as the season goes on, I mean, Derrick Henry stays the same, but we, we you just see right. him punishing people. And I'm really glad, I mean, with us, with Tennessee, it's looking like they're going to be in the sixth seed. I'm re- That's a team I'm really glad that the Bills – would not have to play again, you know, if, if yeah, when we don't I, I play agree. Because that was a tight matchup yep. that we played in Nashville. They play a solid defensive game, and they run the ball just down people's throats with Derrick Henry, the human bowling ball. Yeah, I definitely think there's some underratedness to the Titans and as well to Houston, you know, as well. I, I, I like Houston as far as how they match up yep. against Buffalo. I, I like how Buffalo matches up against them as well. So it's the perfect, you know, opening wild card matchup as we dive into it here. Yeah, um, so real, real quick, though, yep. before we get into that Texans yep. game, which hopefully we'll find <laughs> out the the schedule and, you know, what the matchups right. are on Saturday and Sunday. Ryan, you got to ask you, is there anything you want to talk about specifically in this Bills-Jets game? You know, whether it was, you know, the people who stepped in today, Barkley, Lorenzo Alexander, TJ Yeldon, Duke Williams, Trent Murphy. Right, A lot right. of things to talk about in this game. Anything that pops yeah. out to you? Uh, what popped out to me, obviously, going in, you knew that this game was going to be an audition for the backups to kind of end the season on a high note for, for them. Maybe find out which guys will have a step ahead at being on this Buffalo Bills roster next year or even players that haven't had much playing time like a Matt Barkley and not a great day for Matt Barkley but um, I think that the silver lining here I thought TJ Yeldon looked really good today there were some really good runs from him Duke Williams was phenomenal I, I, I love seeing him out there I think he's a fan favorite for obvious reasons the guy's big he's strong he's tough and he's Give a hell a of a secret. player Keep him a secret, keep right? A secret. Yeah, they've tried to keep him a secret, but you you can't keep that talent a secret for long. I mean, he's a big guy. He's a, he's got a great catch radius, and he's a guy that I think uh, will be a part of the Bills' future plans. And I, I right before we went live, I did see something on Twitter from uh, John Scott, a uh, friend of the train, where he uh, had some footage of a Duke Williams postgame interview saying you can only keep the dog on the leash for so long. It was it's, like, that's a great quote. And I mean, it's, it picture, rings true. <laughs> but picture him like being being a potential X factor, giving that verticality that I was talking about, like like a Devontae Parker yep. adds that dimension to the Dolphins' offense. Duke 
has that size that we desperately need on offense. So I'm not saying he will, but I, I do. I do see that because I mean, you remember back to training camp. There was the cute little uh, quote that Bills head coach Sean McDermott had, where he said that the uh, Bills wide receivers were the Smurfs. The Cole Beasley, John Brown, and McKenzie and Foster were the Smurfs. True, they're they're the shortest bunch of receivers you know grouped together in the league, I believe. But uh, Duke Williams would be what that offense really needs. I think Josh Allen needs that big vertical threat, uh, and I think the offense needs it. I think it would change things up as far as Brian Dable's play calling sometimes not being as effective as I would like it to be. We've talked about that. Uh, Duke Williams, I think, would be a welcome addition to the team from here on out. Yeah, I would love it as well. I don't know. It's it, there's only. You know, we've got to leave it up to the passer, the process. Right, right. Let him prepare for the game, get things, get his ducks in a row. But I, I really do hope that Duke Williams is a part of the offensive game plan for uh, McDermott and Dable come next weekend. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, over the, over the past few weeks, we all thought the same thing, but it hasn't happened. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see in a game where you got to start your best players, will they pull through and make that him active, or are they going to keep him a secret? That's, and I, that's, we'll see. I think the big question, too, is if Duke Williams isn't playing, who is playing? And we've seen the last few weeks, I think the guys that would be uh, on ice if Duke Williams isn't out there is like an Isaiah McKenzie. Do they want to walk away from that speed factor? They've used him on jet sweeps a bunch of times throughout the season. And he's a dual and he's threat. Been he a dual he can play cornerback. Corner. Yeah, he did. He, <laughs> he can did. do it he all. Played corner. You almost yeah. went in for Cody Ford. Right. Or uh, Andre Roberts, who's the return guy, who has shown some decent things in the return game. But I think you need Duke Williams in there. I think you got to find a way. you got to yeah. make it happen, no matter what. So, real quick, about this game today, because I know you were watching it. Yep. Tyler, DJ Supreme, we were both watching it at Rec Room. The CBS announcers for this game. It kind of felt... I'm not even making this up. It felt like I was watching a New York Jets broadcast. It felt like it was like... It was you know, SNY. SNY. Exactly. Like oh, SNY for a awful, Mets game. You got Network for a Yankees game. Right. You feel like you're watching a Jets broadcast. And today we found out it was Tom McCarthy and Jay Feely. But the amount of times I had to hear, you know... The progression of Sam Darnold and the Jets are six and two in their past eight games, or what a big monumental win for Greg Williams and this defense. You've Who lost, cares? You lost, you lost nine games this year with Greg Williams in that defense. It was it was pretty unbearable. They were the sexy pick by the national media to make the playoffs in the AFC. You go back. Yep. I actually taped these shows because I knew that come January, February, March, April, May, June, throughout the rest of this year, I could go back to my DVR, click the play button, and laugh my ass off at some of these analysts that said that the Jets would make the playoffs. They said that. They said that Le'Veon Bell would be an MVP caliber addition of the offense, that Greg Williams is this great godsend of a defensive coordinator. They are not a good team. They beat the Buffalo Bills today 13-6, to but they're playing the Bills' backups, and they won this game by the skin of their teeth. And my favorite was, I think, I can't remember, it was the first, second, or third preseason game, Sam Darnold could be a great fantasy quarterback this year. <laughs> From, what is his name, Manish Mehta or whatever? Manish, oh, my uh, God. Yeah. I mean, Bernard, I'm, mu- I'm muted that guy. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I, I don't even use that guy's name because I don't want to give him any credit for all the shit that he puts out there. I mean, the the here's the bottom line. The CBS broadcast, it was broadcast here. It was also broadcast through the tri-state area. There's a much larger addressable market downstate than there is in western New York. We are the most diehard fan base in the NFL. It doesn't matter whether we're large or small. It doesn't matter whether our teams are good or bad. 
We're going to tune in. The NFL knows it. So they don't pander to us because they don't care. We're going to be around either way. And as a fan base, we've proven that because for 17 years, we were still tuned in to every single game for the the in-the-hunt portion of the season. Great point. Through week 17, even when we're out of the playoffs. So maybe I don't want to point the (laughs) finger at ourselves here, but it makes sense as to why, at least to me, it makes sense as to why they pandered so hard to the Jets fans and talking about all, all, all all the great the promise that they have. Greg Williams, you would have thought he was the head coach. He had barely even showed Adam Gase. Right, they barely showed Adam Gase. That was my thing, too. You'd think that McCarthy and uh, Feely were the agent of Greg Williams trying to pine for him to get a head coaching job in Washington or Carolina or wherever. It was a joke. I mean, Greg Williams, you say what you want about Greg Williams being successful in his career, whatever. I can honestly say that it's deplorable that that guy even has a job in the NFL after the stuff that he did, but the guy is just I I can't stand it. He, he's like, a career coordinator in the right. NFL. Yep. He's seen success on very to varying degrees. He's not a head coach and I mean it's just ridiculous how much they talked about him. I know it was a tough game to talk about. It was like what 3-3 through the third quarter. Like it was it, like it was a brutal football game today. Let's not forget that. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for those guys trying to come up with stuff, but come right. on, maybe maybe Show the love to the team that's going to the playoffs. Well, it's yeah. the it's the hundredth season of the National Football League. Yeah, these guys have played against each other for the entirety of their franchise histories. Like show yeah, twice a year. show some old you know matchups, some storied maybe you know old you know Thurman or you know just they went through Greg Williams like he was this Hall of Fame defensive coach, and he's far from it. I mean, it was a joke. The one the one things that they were showing. You know, after commercial breaks today, uh, I don't think I saw Niagara Falls. They showed Riverworks. No. They showed yep. Allentown. They, showed, oh, yeah. they did Fire change it up a truck. little bit. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought we'd see. You know, yeah. You know, I, I, why couldn't they show Lockport or something downtown? <laughs> you know, couldn't have shown the locks off. Just sit home of you know the takeover. No, oh, that didn't well, show. Yeah. But, but it was pretty cool. It was nice. Stuff, yeah, yeah, it was nice. I mean, they were they were definitely mixing it up with some shots around town. I don't know if I mean it's something that we've complained about for so long. I don't know if it's just like they got bored of given the Niagara Falls and, you know, Lenova tossing the wing shot that we all know and love. Um, But, yeah, it was great to see. I mean, Allentown, it couldn't be any more fitting for Josh Allen showing all signs of being our franchise quarterback, and and he has a whole neighborhood named after him right when he shows up. Or you could talk about Sean McDermott and what he has done with this team. Why is he not getting the credit from – and and it goes to your point that the the bigger markets dictate – uh, what takes place within the broadcast booth? Unfortunately, that is what it is. But I mean, you could you could honestly say Sean McDermott leading the Bills to the playoffs for the second time in three seasons is one of the biggest stories in the National Football League. Yeah. When Sean McDermott was hired, it was laughed at, even by mm-hmm. Buffalo fans. Buffalo fans themselves were like, "Can we really trust this? Can we trust this franchise to hire the right coach?" Turns out they did. Can we get some credit for that? That would help. Yeah, just right? something. Yeah, something. Jeez. Seriously, that's such an under-the-radar type hire, especially after you throw so much money at Rex Ryan. You threw so much money at Rex Ryan, you you let your coach have a clause on his contract that let him quit on your players. Fred Jackson literally told me when I went to the uh, training camp, when he was still a Buffalo Bill, I asked him, "Did you get that text from from Coach McDer- or from uh, Coach Marone?" No, man, I didn't get that text. None of those players got the respect that they deserved from their head coach at the time. That's, right. You're right. But now look at us. Three point right. for a 17 year drought to do it two out of three years now, and the future is very bright. 
No, it's and that's why I'm looking over across here at our sign, addicted to the process. That's why we are. <laughs> the culture that they're building. I know it right. gets talked about. It's one of those things where you can't measure it. It's you know, it's sort of a subjective, but it's a completely different feel to the team as it was during the Rex and Marone era where Saint Marone was pinning himself to the cross about like, oh, this yep. is all me. Get, out, get out of here. And, oh, thank you for thank you for getting out of here. Right, right. And then you and then you have Rex half pregnant Ryan come in with his brother and and it's a frat house. And now McDermott has it running like a like a well oiled machine in, a, in an actual football team instead yep. of a instead of a social club. I mean it's that's what it's supposed to be. And we talked about the injuries with some of the guys. The, I, I know for a fact that some of these guys have been far more banged up than what they have said as a team. And that just goes to show you the testament of their mental fortitude, the toughness. And as I've said, direct reflection of Sean McDermott. He has like this military style of, of coaching this team. He's a tough-minded, solid-minded uh, man. You can just hear that in the statements he makes to the media, the way he carries himself. That was the first thing I noticed when he was introduced to the media is that this guy is, is not a pushover and he's not going to let a player you know push him one way or the other he's leading the team no player is leading the team he's the leader no certainly and it and with with McDermott with Bean with the leaders that are on the roster like Josh and right. Zoe and and you know so many others I mean they're all it, it, there's that family feel to what they're doing right and it's great to see because that was, that, that was the same thing you know you, you hear about it all the time not just with the Buffalo Bills of the late or the early 90s but all these championship teams, I remember I was listening to an interview with uh, Ike Taylor for the Pittsburgh Steelers when they were winning their Super Bowls and how they still have this like 30 person group chat and everybody like all their kids call the other people's, uh, you know, the other players on the team yeah. uncle, you no, know, and like cool. all that sort of stuff where there's there's a lot to be said about having that love for your teammates and having that camaraderie and going the distance winning football games in the NFL. You, so you, I, see, I love you it. see it still to this day with the great teams of, of years past, you know, of, of the Buffalo Bills. You know, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid. Like, th- those those teams were more than just a team. They were, honestly, they were uh, warriors and, and they were a family. Yeah. You know, so. And party animals. Oh, I mean, th- those stories are notorious. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> how, about, how, how about that story? Was it was it the Bruce Smith, a football life documentary? With the Doritos. My Bruce. <laughs> Where he, he where they partied so hard after beating the Raiders, there I think they were what at Jim's place out, yeah. out after in a home game, yeah. After after the big AFC championship yeah. win, and they were going so nuts that Bruce Smith tried twice to put the same Dorito chip in his mouth Dropped and just com- no completely missed <laughs> Miss his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah, that's right. Took the bite that's and right. missed his mouth twice, and that's how much fun they were having. Maybe a little too much fun looking back hindsight twenty twenty. But there's no such know, thing as too hey, much. No, there's no, <laughs> time, no time like the present and, and right, right. lots to look forward to. Right. But real, we're less than 10 minutes away now from puck drop Sabres yep. in Boston tonight. Mm. Uh, Ryan, got to ask you. So it looks like Buffalo's playing Saturday against Houston. It's yep. usually the AFC South time slot, 425, 430, yep. whatever it is. Uh, and obviously with the Patriots now dropping to the three spot, they're going to get the Sunday game. So got to ask you. Anything you're looking forward to in this matchup? There's been talk about, you know, J.J. Watt coming back. Will Fuller uh, could be a key injury. Now Jonathan Joseph, we got to hear right. more about that. Right. But is there anything that you want to talk about when it comes to that Houston defense or Deshaun Watson going into next week? Uh, I would definitely say Deshaun Watson is somebody that I don't think he gets enough credit. 
I look at him as an underrated uh, player in this league, and he came out, you know, into the league and and really set the world on fire. And he had that really unfortunate injury. And after that injury, it's taken him a little bit to find his footing. But but he's their leader. You know, Josh Allen's our leader. Deshaun Watson is their leader, and uh, he's going to lead them in a battle next week at home, Houston against against Buffalo, obviously. And I think that that's a player that. I think Buffalo really needs to worry about him um, because he can do a lot of things. He can make throws that most quarterbacks can't make, and he can make a throw when there's barely enough room for him to even move, whether he's pressured or you know he's towards the sideline. He can extend a play. He's just a very versatile, dangerous quarterback, and I look forward to seeing how this Bills defense attacks that. In particular, Trey White against us, against uh uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I think that oh, that, that is, is a hell of a that's matchup. A big that's the biggest matchup corner wide receiver I think that Trey White will have faced to date in his career. Uh, you know, in this on the stage yep. against a receiver that is arguably the best in the league. Uh, that's the matchup to get your popcorn ready, folks. It's going to be a good one. Yep. No, I think uh, Deshaun Watson. I wish we would have drafted him the year before we took um, Josh Allen because we had the opportunity to, but that's when we traded back to right. get Trey White, to get Trey and White, obviously. Yep. You know how I feel about Trey White. Back that Brinks truck up. I mean, he's worth every penny as far as I'm concerned. So I don't like. I'm not heartbroken about it, right? uh, Because we, you know, because Josh is also showing a lot to us. Yeah. I don't know that Deshaun Watson. I I don't know if he would be underrated in my opinion. He's a very very talented quarterback. Now this is two years in a row they're going to the playoffs. Right. They have a, a high powered offense, but their defense is really shaky, and that's where you'd like to see our offense take an important step forward. As they have, I mean, they played really, really well in primetime games this year. You know, in terms of knocking off the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, getting it done in Pittsburgh to clinch the playoff spot. Even New England. I mean, we played New England to a one-score game in Foxborough. I mean, that that game, it it was disappointing we got the loss because the the game was there for the taking. They didn't Um, take over. Didn't take (laughs) over, but... At the same time, like I, I walked away from that game and, and I realized, hey, we're still in the playoffs and, and I was optimistic. Right. So I think the Bills will have much more of that. I think we need to dial up a really smart offensive game plan. Yep. Um, it has to be perfect. And and there it, cannot be any baloney, I guess, whatever you want to call it. It literally has to be perfect. This is Brian playoff Dable. time. Brian, Brian Dable, you're, yep. you're on, you can stay in the booth. Oh, get him stay, in. Stay in the booth. Get him in the booth. Lock, lock <laughs> him in there. Lock the throw away the key. Throw a bag of chips at him and throw the key away. Right, I think right. I, I think I saw a text and tweet from my brother today that was saying uh, that the Panthers are going to be very interested in Dable after the year. Hey, you know <laughs> that would be probably one of the best things that's ever happened to the Buffalo Bills. Wow, I, I, I think so there I think, you have it, folks. I, wow. I, I think so, and I say that because I think this is a for Brian Dable. A lot of people think he deserves that opportunity. You know. Be a little bit tested about on that one, but I think uh, this is a, a situation where Dable's been in the booth and they've had success calling the plays with Dable in the booth. It's there's been a, a difference, I think. Ken Dorsey on the sideline work with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the future offensive coordinator. Maybe they mm-hmm. promote from within. Mm-hmm. They, maybe they the Pope of the process appreciates we'll the the process and, and promotes we'll from within. Hire from within, yeah. Are you yeah. sure Tuck like you sure his autocorrect and switch that to Brian Dable from Leslie Frazier? No, right, Dable's, right. yeah, it was Dable. No, I, I'm just, I'm just. Messing with <laughs> both of them, but, both of them could oh, be in really? trouble. 
No, but they, no, you know, I, I think, like, I think Frazier goes before if, Dable. If Leslie Frazier got a head coaching job, that would be warranted, in my opinion. I think that that guy is phenomenal, and what he has done with this defense since he took over as the defensive coordinator, he completely reinvigorated the defense, reshaped it, yeah. uh, and and essentially made it a, a powerhouse in this conference. And yep. Before we get into e. Thomas' takeaway player and train wreck of the game, Manish Mehta today, Jets survive against Bill backups Adam Gase cites weather for why his offense only scored 13 points <laughs> give that guy an extension give Adam Gase an extension I want him to stay as yes. the head coach oh, of the yeah. Jets because he's such a moron I, I, I cannot stand that whole the whole Jets organization is just blows me away with Gase Greg Williams I feel so bad for Sam Darnold. I really do. I mean, just from the very beginning of his tenure with the Jets of him with the bug guys like the weather the weather. the weather. What the? What? Yeah, okay. I, like, once again, Al, I'm not even going to mention that guy's name. Like, he's a joke. And as far as, oh well, back to our topic, just one last thing to add. I'm hoping that Leslie Frazier is sort of like Jim Schwartz, where he's a guy who had, like, has head coach potential in the league because of how successful they are, but they just want to be a coordinator. You saw Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz probably could have taken over for the Bills coaching vacancy in lieu of Rex Ryan right, right. when that happened. But he didn't. He went to Philadelphia. Where he still is, yeah. He yep. stayed there. He yep. won a Super Bowl there. And that's where he's probably going to stay. Right. You know? and, they, and much credit to him. They've had a phenomenal defense, a Super Bowl championship defense yep. Yep. since he left Buffalo. And, and tip of the cap to him, I just hope – that Leslie Frazier, maybe, maybe that's what he wants. And yeah, he had that short, he had that tenure with Minnesota as their head coach, and it didn't really go, you know, the, the way that he obviously would wanted it, you know, right. to go. So I, I would like to see him, you know, stay here, obviously. But if he gets another opportunity, more power to him for sure. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the message was from Ryan <clears throat> Talbot earlier: the Panthers are high on Bills OC Brian Dable per Jason Lock and Fora. Okay. That was before you the know, game, so you know, I it's Lock and shocking. Lock and Fora has swung and missed a few times, so we'll, we'll see. We'll who, see. who hasn't missed? Right. Who has this one you missed a few times for head coaching predictions right. and whatnot? But right. let's get into it right now. Let's start with the Ryan Thomas takeover train wreck of the game. You know, I I was a little bit iffy on this one with you guys, and it's tough for me. We already talked about the announcers. Yep. So I, I don't want to reiterate that. The announcers were rough, but to me, I don't know. Me being the, the red, white, and blue you know, Buffalo Bill blooded fan that I am. I really was somewhat disappointed. Okay. I was. And you can tear into me, you guys. That That's fine. You know, two two against one. I'm sitting in the middle here. That's, that's cool with me. I got you. Okay. But watching that game and seeing how empty that stadium was. Yep. Maybe in the first half, not so much. Like the second half, I understand if people leave after the first half. I get that. But the first half, I had friends that were there. They were sending me selfies and stuff like that. There was there was leg room to to you know go to bed in some of the seats up there. You know, where, like they, where, where, why were you at the game? I didn't get tickets. Why I, not? I didn't get tickets. I'm they not, were they were cheapest all season. I'm not, I'm not a season ticket Doesn't, holder. You don't have to be. I had a birthday party. I went to yeah. the birthday party, watched a, the game. And, a birthday party. Yeah. You, Who the hell's having a birthday party during a Bills game? Hey, he's a big Bills fan. You only live once. You only hit. You only turn 28 one time. You Shout only turned 28. Big you Bills fan. He wasn't at the stadium time. either. Why aren't you at the game? Whoever this is, why aren't you at the game? Why weren't you at the game? I mean, a 28 year old's birthday party. I I honestly I thought that. I don't know. I just thought that it would be 
there would be more people there. As a send-off to Lorenzo Alexander, who I'm going to dive into in a little bit, I thought that there would be more fans waving goodbye to Lorenzo in his final home game. I'm a sentimental guy when it comes to football. Football is is very... I'm very passionate about it, and I like to see a full house for a Buffalo Bills. That That's all I'm saying. So maybe not train wreck of the game, but but I was a little disappointed. Tra- well, eh, this is the train wreck of the game, Ryan. And, I mean, for for people to not want to spend their money to sit in 40-degree weather with nothing on the line. I mean, I can't blame people for leaving early. I can't blame people for not showing up at all. I was very warm and cozy down at Rec Room on Chippewa. Where, where you guys should be for the playoff game playoffs. this upcoming week if you're not going to be in Houston. Right. But I, yeah. to, to shame other fans into like going, not going, I don't know. I, yeah, nah, I don't I'm know. sorry. It doesn't make you any more of a diehard fan. No, it if doesn't. If you go to week 17, I it just means nothing thought, in 40 and rain. I'm just, sorry. It doesn't. You're just asking for his, I just to get thought, sick for yeah, the playoffs. Honestly, honestly, I just thought, before, my, my mind, I thought whether they were playing for nothing or, or playing for everything, my perception of the game going into it was that it was going to be not a full house, but at least a somewhat packed house. And it looked like it was less than packed. And it Ryan, was just, I think it was, Ryan, diff- it was different to me. Would, 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 it, would it be fair? Well, hold on, hold on. Before, before L goes off the rails here completely, would it be fair to say that, that the weather had everything to do with it? Because if it were 50 degrees, if it were, we, 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 we had some really good weather these past few days, dry, upper 40s, low 50s. If it were 52 and sunny with little wind and no rain, that would have been a sellout. I had a chance. Oh, I had sure. a ticket. I had a free ticket to the game that I turned down because I saw the weather forecast and I wanted to be indoors. I wanted to have fun in rec room instead. But uh, does that make me any less of a Bills fan, Ryan? No. Well, no. Uh, well, and I'm not saying I might be a train wreck then, Ryan. I'm not. I'm not saying that that fans are less of a fan for not going. I'm just saying as a fan. I thought that it would be a little bit fuller in the, in the stands, and and to say that it, and and to see that it wasn't, it's not the biggest letdown. But I know one thing that there could be a lot of people next year that'll be cheering hard against Buffalo or for Buffalo, I should say, against the Jets when Adam Gase is brought back for another season, which I, I don't understand it myself. But hey, you know that's their decision, not mine. Right. And Greg Williams is lauded as this great, head, great uh, defensive coordinator. That you know, it was like these announcers thought that he'd be another head coach, you know, soon to be as the weeks go by here. But I just thought that it would be a little bit more, more people, and and it showed, like it showed, you, you see Adam Gase. And there's there's no people sitting behind him. I want to see fans like chewing Adam Gase out, and we do that. We love that. And here's right? the deal, Ryan. You can make this point if you were at the game. I could. If you went. I could. Yes. I could. That's my biggest thing. But I wanted you can't to. Bring I wanted. This up to, I wanted to bring it up because I needed to see your reaction when I brought it up. You were like, and I just needed to see. Okay, it. that's fine. We're moving on. And here we go. <laughs> we're moving on. Train wreck player of the game. The takeover player of the game. Takeover player of the game, Duke Williams. Duke Williams, I thought, was phenomenal. Uh, and as we talked about, you know, Duke Williams obviously needs to be featured in this offense more. Six catches over 100 yards, I thought he was phenomenal. And, and I think he's a player that definitely needs to have more of a role within this offense uh, and is somebody that Buffalo Bills fans have been clamoring to see. You know, we, we say it all the time, keep Duke, Duke Williams a secret. Well, as he said, you, you can't keep the dog on the leash for too long. You gotta, you know, let them let them run into the into the, you know, I don't know. Let let them let them loose. That, let that, them loose. Now that I agree with hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we need more dogs. We, we do. need more dogs. We do. We only know meow. All right. The 
the favorite. The favorite. The Thomas takeaway of the Bills-Jets game week 17. The Thomas takeaway of the Bills week 17 loss. It is the beginning of the end, unfortunately, for one of my favorite players on this Buffalo Bills roster. Oh, no. Number 57, Lorenzo Alexander. Walter Payton, man of the year. In my, in my opinion, this guy has been a true embodiment of what every Buffalo Bill uh, should be, should aspire to be. Uh, a true leader on the field, a true leader off the field. Uh, getting to know him the last few years, going to the training camp. I actually had him on my podcast a, a few months ago before the season started. And he told me that this would be his final season, that he's missed out on dance recitals and school you know, plays and stuff like that. The guy is such a down-to-earth, genuine human being. I'm so happy he's played his heart out for this franchise, and he's he's not done yet. He's going to continue to do that next week when the Bills play the Houston Texans. So and how, and how about his daughter? His daughter was beautiful on the mic singing. I mean, her voice was was phenomenal. And and seeing that, that was a really touching moment. Um, you know, I don't have kids myself, but I know that you know Lorenzo really loves his kids. He, he uh, does everything with his kids. You see him on social media all the time, posting about his kids. His foundation gives back to his uh, home city, and uh, I, I just love Lorenzo Alexander, man. I think he's a phenomenal embodiment of what a Buffalo Bill should be. Yes, hundred percent agree. Uh, we Maniac and I were actually had the opportunity to go to his uh, sink cancer uh, event, yeah, yeah, yeah cornhole right, right. event out at uh, One Bills Drive in the Fieldhouse. It was awesome getting to be in there, getting to interact with Joe a little bit. Um, just the way that he interacted with with the fans, he was so down to earth, and you know, brought out a, a ton of people for a fun event. But it was for a great cause as well, and and I think that he's a perfect ambassador um, for the Buffalo Bills in this community. It would be Larry. sadly missed. So thank you, thank you to Zoe for everything you've done for the team and the in the community. Seriously, thank you, Lorenzo Alexander. But it's time to sign off here at Studio D in Chic to Vegas. You can find this Thomas Takeover post game show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. It's been another great week, even though the Bills did lose today. Right. It was still a fun week. Fun we're go- week. We're going to Houston next week. Yep. And the New England Patriots lose today tonight. It's God, a ha- I'm sorry. It's God, a- God bless Fitz. It's a- God <laughs> bless Fitz. That guy is just a national treasure. I never want to see him go. I would love to see his career end in Buffalo. As a oh, my God. Josh Wouldn't that Allen. be the, the ultimate? Uh, that would be so amazing. Right? I couldn't even put words to it. Just incredible. But, guys, this week, just want to let you know, we'll figure it out whether we do a uh, you know a special train wreck tonight here at, at Studio D this week or the three of us get together, whether it's here in studio or over a, a Skype call, we're going to give you a preview of that Texans game. A just, I mean, playoffs for two two out of three years is just Massive. incredible. Massive. So we'll bring you something. Stay yep. tuned. Twitter, Instagram, we'll tell you when it's going to happen. Good night, night now. now.